0: Amen, amen. All right. Uh and Beth, which is your best side? <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, come on up here. Um today we have the pri- privilege and pleasure of uh having uh Annabeth. Is it Havner? It's Havener. Havener. I wanted it to be Havner because there's a one of my favorite preachers was Havener. Vance Havner. You ever heard of him? No. Okay. All right, I, don't, I, I met her, uh, well, no, I'm kidding. Um, Hello. Hello. So here's, here's what we're going to be doing today is we're, we're really trying to put some meat on the bone of what God has been taking us through the whole month of January and, and what he was preparing us for throughout the fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been uh, in this series, and if you're n- kind of new here, we've been in a series entitled All Things to All People. Uh, and um, that's what, uh, uh, you know, God is really impressed upon us and helping us to see that if if we are truly followers of Jesus Christ, the premise of this is this. If we truly love Jesus, and if we really love people like Jesus loves people, then it means that, like Paul, that we will uh, be willing to abandon Our preferences, maybe traditions, comforts, rights, freedoms, in order to demonstrate their value, to develop a rapport, uh, and bless those who do not know Jesus Christ. And uh, here's the passage we're going to be looking again uh, for the fourth Sunday in a row uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If you have your Bibles and you want to read along with me, You can do so, but we're going to be reading verses 19 through 23, and here the Apostle Paul says, though I am free, we love freedom, though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like those under the law, though I myself am not under the law so as to win those that are under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that by all possible means, I might save some. And so... It's been through this process that God has been showing us that, you know, in order to, to be truly a, a follower of Jesus Christ, it we we abandon, we, we, we abandon self-led lives, and, and we um, really are first a slave to Him. We're going to be a slave to something, but it's a slave to Him. And then, uh, as Paul says right here, well, this love of Christ is... Well, this is all that really matters. As God created us for this relationship. And so, um, and so God's been through this process exposing, you know, the, some stinking thinking, you know, of churchanity or religiosity or things of that nature like, okay, wait a minute. You know, we've tried to Americanize, you know, Jesus and um, uh, yet, uh, you know, and sometimes shape him and and our own image and so he's been exposing all that and and inviting us lovingly mercifully uh into a deeper relationship with him and um and to be able to see people all around us uh very very differently and so now uh, first off i want uh annabeth to share for those of you that don't know her um and uh it's a hab- havener
1: havener yeah yeah like a haven
0: oh you know, you yeah okay nice. uh thank you so much for for being here uh with us today and so i'm just gonna let you sh- share your journey i told her to kind of catch us up you know for, uh, and then we'll we're gonna get into the meat of it go
1: okay well hey everybody shalom Shalom. and salam <laughs> So um, I greeted. Ooh, is that all right? All right. So I greeted you guys in Hebrew and Arabic, and I, I know some of you guys have heard my story. Who in here has been to a Passover Seder that we've done before? About half of you. Cool. So I work with Light of Messiah Ministries, and we're in an outreach to the Jewish community here, based in Roswell, and I'm the director of community outreach. But I'm really excited and honored today. Mike uh, and Pastor Mike invited me to share kind of how I got here because. A lot of it had to do with this, what Paul is talking about, becoming all things to all people. And the Lord led me on a really interesting kind of adventure into Jewish ministry where I'm at through my love of the Muslim community. And um, that was that was really a journey, so I'll share kind of how I got there. Uh, I was born in Oklahoma City and grew up in very rural South Georgia for most of my life. We moved down here when I was about eight years old, so I lived in Guyton. Guyton is? Nobody. It's <laughs> a small, very small, not even, didn't even qualify as a town, really. I, I It was about halfway in between Statesboro and Savannah, if you know uh, roughly where that is. But So it might not come as a surprise, but I did not, I wasn't exposed to a lot of cultural diversity growing up. You know, I, I lived in the country. I had a, a lot of horse diversity, you know, but the, really, like, I, I didn't, I wasn't exposed to lots of different cultures and different expressions of the gospel. I grew up in a small um, area, and so I had never met a Muslim person that I knew of, I never met a Jewish person, uh, or really, really different expressions of culture uh, than my own. But I, uh, I went to the University of Georgia. Go dogs, thank you. Whatever. <laughs> so I went to the University of Georgia, and um, I graduated in 20, uh, 2014 with a degree in linguistics and Arabic. And how I got there was very interesting, from small town, you know, Oklahoma City, small town, South Georgia. Um, But when I first got on the UGA campus, I I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I just knew, I I grew up in a believing home. My parents are are Christians and I grew up reading the Bible. I grew up knowing the Lord. Um, But when I went into UGA, my faith started to become my own. I got really involved with campus ministry there. And a big part of that campus ministry was just learning to, you know, uh, what they taught us was learning to hear the Lord's voice and, and for yourself, learning to read the scripture for yourself and really differentiate from the faith of my parents, you know, to become my own faith and and to hear the call of God on our lives. And there was a big contingent. There of people in the ministry who were really passionate about the, the nations and about missions and about. I started learning things my first semester on campus about unreached people groups. There were people there were entire people groups in the world who'd never heard the name of Jesus. And so my eyes were starting to be open to this. Wait a second. Like there's this global story that God's doing. It's not just, you know, my Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. This is my personal faith life. This is my family. It was like, no, like God is doing something on a global scale. And I started to read the Bible that way, too. Like, wait a second. This is a story of God bringing all the nations of the world into his family. And I wanted to be a part of that. So during that whole time, I just started asking God, like, okay, God, use me. I don't know. I don't know what this means, but I'm open. You know, I was an English major starting out. I, um, I, I just loved language. I knew that's what, that that's, that's what I had. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do English because I know I'm good at it. But then I started and, and I really felt the Lord directing me to learn Arabic. And, um, that was really because I was starting to look around the UGA campus and I saw tons of Muslim students. I would just see them walking around and I, you know, see the, the women in hijab, the head wrap and, I was like, man, like I started because I was asking God to show me, like asking him to open my eyes to ways I could I could share and I could connect with this story that he's doing. And and I just started making friends with Muslim students. I'd be like, hey, like, tell me your story. Tell me about your life. Kind of went in as a learner, like and in that process, I just thought, well, it would really help me if I knew Arabic because a lot of them speak Arabic in their home. So I started studying Arabic and I found I had a real knack for it. I loved it. So I started learning about the Quran and learning. Um, I started visiting the mosque and visiting the Muslim Student Association and just wanting to to get to know these people and to really understand their background. Um, and during that whole process this is where my, my story, because remember, the Lord brought me to actually into Jewish ministry through this whole story. It's like, how did this happen? I started to, to notice, so you guys are aware there's like a conflict in the Middle East, right? You heard about it like once or twice. Right? <coughs> so, so a lot of these Muslim friends I was making who are just amazing, wonderful people, um, a lot of them were Palestinian, Palestinian-American. And I didn't know anything about Israel at this point in my life. I didn't know anything about Jewish people, really. I didn't know any. I didn't understand that God also has a heart and a plan for Israel in this story of him and all the nations and so during that time i basically learned about israel from my palestinian friends so you can imagine my perspective on israel and on jewish people by extension was pretty negative I, I really had a real antagonism and a real negativity towards israel and my emotions and my thoughts i was going to you know big liberal public university we we had a lot of public events i was on anti-israel student groups like i was pretty i was i was deep into this world and um it was a few years in college. I ended up uh, spending a summer in Egypt, uh, teaching English and getting to know Arab Muslim culture better. Um, and and anyway, long story short, my junior year, I ended up going on a trip to Israel with a campus ministry. And God started to do something in my heart. Like it was a slow beginning. But the first thing was that, Do you mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> this book went from black and white to technicolor. I started reading the Bible totally differently after being in the land where it happened. Has anybody here been to Israel? So you know, it does something to you. Uh, it, it really started to change my perspective on, on, um, on the fact that, you know, this story that I've been talking about, God and all the nations, I was like, wait, this actually happened in a real place, <laughs> at a real time with real people. And, and, and God chose the, the, the people of Israel for a reason and, and this is I'm processing this but at the same time I have this torn feeling in my heart because I love my Palestinian friends I have I believed their narrative and their story about the land of Israel for a long time and so that was starting to be unraveled and it was really uncomfortable and, um, and difficult uh, but a couple years went by I kept going back to Israel uh, for for different you know I, I was on tours and and different reasons, but the third time I went back was when um, I really felt God touch my heart for the Jewish people. And it was never ever to the, ex- to the exclusion of the Palestinian community. Um, it's important to really hold both in tension. But I remember that third time I went back, and I was in Yad Vashem, which is the Holocaust memorial in Jerusalem. And I started walking through um, the entranceway, and it was telling the story of anti-Semitism, the history of the hatred of Jewish people. And it's been called the oldest hatred. And basically, it, I mean, from ancient prehistory all the way up to the modern day, and I started coming to terms with the fact that, wait a second, like out of the story of God and all the nations, there's something really special about, about the Jewish people. And God has a special plan for them. And that's got to be why there's, this is supernatural. There's no reason that one tiny group of people would be hated, would be singled out uh, at all times and all places throughout history. It's got to be a spiritual reason, you know, and, it, and it, it has to be God chose the Jewish people to bring His presence into the world, to, to bring the Messiah into the world, and, and, and so the enemy chose them for annihilation because the enemy hates what God loves, like the enemy hates us because God's image is on us and God loves us so much. And so I started coming to terms. I like felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me and saying, "Like, hey, I, you know, I, I've." I basically, I realized that I'd been participating in that anti-Semitism in my zeal and my, my, my real desire to love my Palestinian friends and embody the gospel to them. I had actually absorbed uh, some of their um, prejudice, really, towards the Jewish people. And that was anti-Semitism in my heart. And so I just repented right there. I was like, God, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to fall into that trap. You know? and, and I don't want to be opposing your purposes in any way. And in that moment, so clearly to my heart, I felt the Lord saying, okay, I've taught you how to love Muslims and honor their culture and speak to them contextually about me. And now I'm asking you, will you turn around now and will you love Israel? Like, will you love the Jewish people, my people? (laughs) he said, like, they've been forgotten by a lot of the, the world. They've been hated. They've been misunderstood by the church. They've been persecuted. But they're always on my heart. They're always on my mind. In the midst of everything I'm doing in the nations, I have a special plan for the Jewish people. And like, will you get on board? And I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay, Lord, absolutely, I will do that. And from that point on, my love for the Palestinian community and Muslim world stayed very strong. But I started seeing Israelis differently because I had actually been seeing them through the eyes of the flesh. I'd been seeing them through human eyes. And then I started seeing them through the eyes of God's love and not seeing them as like, Oh, they're you know they are in the way of my Palestinian friends' hopes and dreams, or vice versa. People sometimes say, "Well, oh, the Palestinians are in the way of God's plan for Israel." I'm like, "Oh no no, God's doing something radical here, and He's drawing both groups of people to Himself." So I started seeing Israelis differently. I started like being like, oh, "I love you. Like God, God has a plan for you and a, and a hope and a dream for you." And um, I started learning everything I could learn about Israel and about what God was doing there. And unlearning some of the things that weren't true that I had learned from my Palestinian friends. Um, And I ended up meeting Murray, our director, uh, through his daughter and the rest is history. I came on with Light of Messiah and I've been with them now. I ended up moving to Israel for two years uh, to study modern Hebrew and get immersed in the culture. And I studied the Bible at Israel College of the Bible, which is a messianic seminary where Jewish, Israeli and Arab, Israeli, Palestinian believers in Jesus come together to study the Bible um, together, and it's powerful. And it's the only real true heart-level reconciliation I've seen. You know, people on both sides who hated the other side, who were afraid of the other side, came to Jesus and had their lives transformed and now are friends, and um, that was really powerful. So I've been in Atlanta now for about three years with Light of Messiah, uh, getting to work with the Jewish community and with the church and helping us understand each other and also helping Christians really understand how to contextualize their faith for their jewish friends because to a jewish person jesus is he's a foreign god he's he's an idol he's he's the christian god and that couldn't be further from the truth he's actually theirs first and he came to us we're the wild olive branches out here that have been grafted in to the nourishing roots so um it's it's kind of the the one real cultural contextualization that it, it shouldn't have to happen, but yet it does because mm. we've gone so far from the Jewish roots mm-hmm. of our faith. But um, yeah, that's that's in a nutshell, kind of who I am and how I got here.
0: How about that? <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so here here's how you can help us. If, uh, as far as how God has been, you know, working in your life and leading you. Um, take this lay over what Paul said you know Paul says there he said you know I have become all things to all people mm-hmm. you know I've made myself a slave to them mm-hmm. and um, I like the way the message paraphrase puts it it says I entered their world mm-hmm. uh, so that I could experience things from their point of view mm-hmm. and um, so what you just shared there was a lot of that going on but to, <laughs> to, to, you know what adjustments are, you talk practically about the practical adjustments or maybe even sacrifices that you had to make in order to do that, to enter their world, you know, maybe the Muslim world yeah. or to the Jewish world. And just tell us a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: for sure. I, You know, so on the UGA campus, I think when I first started to, to really uh, see what, what I what I, I, I saw Muslim students around and I was like you know I just I want to know them I want to connect with them I think the first step was um, I guess a practical adjustment was just putting myself where they were you know and some of that was real casual and it looked like you know just hanging out if I would meet one person I would make sure to spend time with them and meet their friends or if or it could look more intentional like I would go to a meeting where I knew they were going to be uh, or I would ask someone, Hey, can I visit with you? Can I go visit the Islamic center and, and, and learn with you, you know, or, um, and then it looked like more kind of a formal commitment where I, I decided to, to start studying Arabic and I started, uh, to, you know, cause I think for me, the journey in this, this, it looks intense cause this is like cross cultural ministry, but it doesn't have to be this intense. You know, but, but for me, it looked like studying the language. It looked like, you know, uh, immersing myself in the culture and making practical decisions to do that. But I think even if you're with a people who don't speak a different language than you, they speak English, they may assign totally different meanings to different words. So for me, a big part of it was actually spending enough time with these people and having enough conversations to understand what, what they thought about things, especially what they thought about God what they thought about Jesus because Muslims have a whole different perspective on who Jesus is, but they do believe he existed. They believe he was a prophet. They, so like really learning, taking the time to have those conversations. So that was practically like, it looked like, you know, mm. not being afraid to have those conversations, asking a lot of questions and just practically being where people are, you know, and mm-hmm. spending time. And it ended up being a lot of time, uh, mm-hmm. cause I mean, I changed my major so I could, <laughs> so I could do this, but,
0: mm-hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and so, uh, you mentioned earlier that you kind of picked up just from your association with people and just living life, you picked up what you found to be prejudices. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, y- how did God help you work through that to where, you know?
1: Yeah, that that was. I mean, that was that's very real and I think I discovered um, something that can happen is that when you really really like like at least when you feel a strong call or like you're ministering to a group of people and it's, it's almost like I felt a little bit of uh, protectiveness and like ownership over them which maybe wasn't actually godly you know I think that can become if like getting in the flesh a little bit when you're ministering to people and so when that can happen I certainly experienced this. It, it's almost like a um, an absorbing of that group's prejudice, uh, in the sense that, like for example, like if you're if you're ministering to the poor, you might find yourself feeling a little bit hard-hearted towards rich people, you know, or or vice versa. Uh, or if certain you know certain ethnic groups have problems with each other, when you're deeply entrenched in one, you could find yourself slowly feeling harder and harder of heart towards the other. Even you could do this with political groups. It doesn't matter, but. All of that that stuff is like that's like the flesh like we're in that and so um yeah i i really encountered that when with my muslim friends i just slowly started to absorb this pervasive hatred of israel and by extension and anti-semitism that is it it is throughout muslim culture and that's something that that's not i mean that's not godly that's not there are a lot of beautiful things about muslim culture too And so, you know, the hospitality, incredible, like the most warm, caring people, they would give you the clothes off their back, like, you know, but there's, there's also things just to be sensitive to. So for me, that, that looked like I realized that I hadn't been watching over my heart, Mm -hmm. you know? And some of that too, I think it's specifically is just because anti-Semitism is such a demonic hatred, Mm -hmm. um, that it's, it's easy. I've even seen people in the church fall into that, even just with, with thoughts, even careless phrases like, Oh, well, the Jews had their chance, like, or, oh, well, they killed Jesus, you know, stuff you're like, whoa, like, you know, as if God didn't still have a heart and a love for those people. So, I mean, the scripture literally says he holds out his hands all day long to an unrepentant people. And Israel is always a picture of us, you know, in some ways or another, we're, aren't we that way? Don't we want God to pursue us relentlessly too? So, um, yeah.
0: All right. So. I mean, and, and and all of this in, in the life of Paul. This is this is a picture of what Jesus did for us. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he he left heaven and glory, and he entered into this world. And uh, wow, the ultimate sacrifice, you know, for us. Um, so, what you've shared, I mean, it, it certainly there was there's cost or sacrifice involved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. Could you name some of those? I mean, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was definitely a lot of time. It was definitely an investment. Um, I spent less time with my friends and more time with people. That this this group, this beautiful group that I was wanting to connect with and and share with. Um, it took the time learning. Um, there was a financial investment in learning, um, but there was also, I, I think, um, you know, it, Especially when when the Lord started to show me his heart for Israel, Um, I think that's when I started to to really see the cost because it actually cost me um, when my Muslim and Palestinian friends uh, started to kind of get get the feeling that I was no longer I was no longer with them in my hatred of Israel or my distaste or my, you know, my prejudice. They they began to kind of pull away and I lost I lost those friendships like really just because I was following what I knew the Lord was asking of me and what what I saw him revealing to me the truth. He was showing me about the Jewish people and and then when I started to 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 move a little bit and to to learn more about that culture and uh, insert myself into the Jewish world um, that that created a rift with this other group. And that's not something I would ever have wanted. And I look back, and I'm like, God, was there any way that I could have, you know, not? I, I could have preserved those relationships. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I wish, you know. And it broke my heart. It was when slowly, one by one, they cut off, you know, blocked me, unfriended me, wouldn't respond. Like, and I don't speak to any of them anymore. And um, that was really sad. I never even, you know, I never said anything. I never, but they just knew. And it was like all of a sudden they all knew, you know. And and that's that's just something that I mean that hurt, you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah. That, yeah.
0: You know. all right, so uh you know for us you know we're we we may not be going to Israel that much or to to Egypt but if you want to let me know, you know yeah, she can help you, <laughs> she can set that up, but i mean this this is you know for us it's just helping us to just not hydroplane over the reality that to be a follower of Jesus Christ to be uh, a child of his number one means that we've got you know love him with all our heart soul mind and strength you know and and then in doing that uh, a- as he did in your story you know he begins to help he helped you see people as mm-hmm. he saw people yeah. and um, and and not the flesh you know the fleshly spin on it or political spin or whatever the case is mm-hmm. on it and so there was a lot of heart change in in you there was help god helping you to see people and value them and love them and um, then practical changes all right mm-hmm. now we're going to go out from here and we're, and we're going to rub shoulders with different when we've been talking about that in our groups you know there, there's going to be some jewish people that you know that we rubbing shoulders where There's going to be, you know, people that are, um, you know, like us. There's going to be people that are living in, you know, alternative lifestyles. There's going be people that, um, you know, are not like us. You know, uh, culturally. You know, different pe- people that, um, all, you know, all kinds, all mm-hmm. kinds. So, and you can even take like, okay, so some of the things you can. Any advice? That you can give to, for us, and and it may be like pertaining to the how could what does it practically look like for me, uh, a Grady Gentile, Grady, Alabama, <laughs> you know, to to enter the world, you know, if I've got a Jewish friend, mm-hmm. what what is it? What are some adjustments that I would need to make in order to, um, you know, build build those bridges?
1: Yeah. That's, that's an awesome, awesome question. And, you know, I think for me, something I found with both communities that I was, you know, in this journey with the, the, the biggest thing for me, and this could maybe go along the realm of even things you're talking about losing or sacrifices Mm -hmm. you make, because I think our, like you mentioned earlier, our Christianity, our, our faith has become something that is in so many ways more cultural than we've realized. And I started to have to shave off these things that aren't necessarily necessary, but I thought they were. You know, it just are practical, like, I'm a Christian. I worship on Sundays. Like this, I mean, yeah, that's good, and that's wonderful, but um, I think, especially starting with my Muslim friends, I had to really get, get down to, like, you know, to realize that the word Christ is actually... Kind of has a lot of baggage with Muslims. They they that's something I had to number one learn <laughs> by asking, <laughs> and the, the kind of flinch. And it's the same with Jewish people actually. The word Christ, and some of that reason is I had to like come to terms with institutional Christianity over you know we're talking a thousand years, what the church had done to these minority groups, which is really really sad and horrible like the crusades muslims and jews were slaughtered in the name of jesus and there's still a lot of like hurt there even generation like trauma you know generationally and so when i go in guns blazing like jesus christ is the lord even those words something as simple as changing the way i say something could soften a heart so for a jewish person just instead of saying Christ, just say Messiah, something as simple as that. But just learning how that person perceives me because of what they think about Christianity, because if they see me as a Christian, they automatically put all these things around me. And so I think that that was a big thing for me is just learning, hey, like what's really core to like I'm a follower of Jesus. And and that means that I I've been brought into his family. I'm a child of God, and I have inherited this story of God and all of humanity. I, I can I can still hold true and hold fast to all of that without having to say, you know, to, to say, you know, make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. I can talk about it in a way that is softer and that's less offensive without compromising what I know to be true. So that's mm-hmm. that was a real— balance and a dance that took years of refining and still when I talk to Jewish people it's a lot different conversation than if I'm going to talk to you know a Christian who who I know knows you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about when I use some Christianese maybe like redemption, salvation like these words don't mean the same thing to people who aren't like us you know.
0: So we just can't be lazy Christians. Yeah. I mean, we, oh, uh,
1: yeah. We, that's that's part of it. That's even like Man, and it's super convicting to me, too, because I learned this even, like, teaching children. It's kind of this, I don't mean it in a, a, a demeaning way at all, but, like, when you're teaching children, you can't use any of these big words that we like to use, you know, like propitiation and, like, you know, all, like these, these theological words. We've got to get small and get, like, have any of y'all ever read, like, the Jesus Storybook Bible? Does it, have you ever read that book? man yes michelle it just makes me just cry but because it it breaks down like the big words of the story of god and the gospel and it makes them tangible and like oh god saw that we were lost and god came for us but i didn't have to use so you know people were sinful and therefore these things happen people don't know what the word sin means necessarily you know we've got to change the way we talk and that's that's challenging because you got to turn in and be like, wait, do I really know what I'm talking about? You know, like, have I internalized this story way beyond my external Christian faith? Have I made this like breathing? You know, is this part of me?
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, so. Um, for us. To be a follower of Jesus. um means that we we well we love him we we love people mm-hmm. and and that means we can't love ourselves as much or my stuff and all of a sudden we realize whether well, it it is going to require of us some adjustments to, to for 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 us to be able to enter their world it's going it's going to there's going to be some things that we're, we're, we may not be able to attend five parties, you know, a month. You know, all of these fun parties. I mean, it's going to require time. Mm-hmm. Uh, study. Um, we can't, you know, we may have to cut back on, you know, 12 hours of uh, TV a, a week. You know, we cut it from 40 hours down to, you know, <laughs> you know I'm, but I mean, as much as our faces are in these screens, and by the way, if you if you if you would like to get a, a couple of good podcasts as far as uh, how scary it is that it, this these screens that we're in that are discipling us, mm. uh, uh, just let me know. Just shoot me a text or something. Oh gosh. You know it's you know it's <laughs> so. I mean, it's just bottom line is you know. It, there's going to be adjustments. There's going to be sacrifices that Jesus. When we look at Him as our example, we look at Paul, and Paul says, "I want you to imitate me as I imitate Christ." Mm-hmm. And um, and thank you for that. You're in your obedience to to the Lord and 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 His love and grace for you that you that you followed Him in this. Now, and all of us again may not be going, you know, to the foreign field. But every one of us are on mission every single Absolutely. day, yeah. and uh, there are people that he is um, that he loves dearly that we may have to lose some prejudices about mm-hmm. and some attitudes about in order to to, to love them as he loves them. So, okay, final word.
1: Final word, man.
0: Encourage well, us. Give well, it to us.
1: I mean, I would just say that the journey of cross-cultural ministry for me um i think what one thing when pastor mike and i were talking he's like you know think about what you what you lost and also think about what you gained and i would say i gained so much more than i ever lost in this journey because it was following the lord number one and when he takes us places like he's got good things for us there and i think in the 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 journey of of getting to know people who are totally different than us. We get to see different expressions of the gospel. We get to see like, that's kind of what empathy is, right? It's trying to see through another person's eyes and there's something so amazing and so refreshing about being around a person who's totally different than you and then seeing like them see Jesus. And seeing them get it and it just refreshes your faith like you wouldn't believe you know i'm sure some of you guys have had this experience um so i i think yeah that 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 was that was huge and what i also gained especially in in my ministry with jewish people um is so much of a gratitude for even the way that the lord has made me and i think that's something really special that as the Gentile church, I think most of us are Gentiles in here, wild olive branches. And I'm talking about Romans. Pa- Paul talks about the, the wild branches and the natural branches, and the Jewish people are natural. They've been broken off of this root of faith because of unbelief. And uh, we've been grafted in because of our faith in Jesus. But the Lord wants to bring them back in. And how much more will the natural branches fit right back in um, when they hear the gospel and understand? Jesus is their Messiah he's theirs and so that's the passion of my heart is that all people would know that story um, but especially for the Jewish people so if any of you guys have Jewish friends you don't know how to talk to them you'd like to to connect more I'd love to connect with you um, our ministries here in Roswell we're around we're a resource for you if you if you got questions um, come find me after the service I'll get your contact information and
0: um, yeah you brought, you brought some I
1: stuff. do okay. I've got some cards okay and I'd I'd love to to connect with you so
0: give it up thank you okay so here here's how we're going to close this part and then we transition uh one is um just you know if, if you are wrestling uh with a relationship with Jesus um let's talk about it you know uh Use the connect card. Put it down there. I'd like to talk to a pastor or, if, um, you know, or if you, as a follower of Christ, you're going, um, I, don't, I don't really understand what we're talking about here. I'm, I want to get out of here and go to lunch and then, you know, watch the playoffs this afternoon. Uh, I, would, I would encourage you to, to pray. Just say, make, make this your prayer. God, help me, you know, to, to want what you want for me and and just ask him it's a humbling process uh, but you know God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble um, and um, that's been the posture of our heart is just to humble ourselves before the Lord surrender this time surrender our body in order that we can um, you know be Jesus with skin on in a, in a world that is just you know lost and dying and um, hurting you know so much um, so I'm going to pray for us uh, uh, and then after I do uh you can go enjoy some coffee uh or uh, some other snacks and then we will move into our groups and if you uh, are new here and you you go what are you talking about we would love for you this is this is where the rubber meets the roads. whenever we discuss and and have some dialogue as far as uh, just iron on iron, figuring this stuff out, and how how god 's got us and, and working through us but uh bottom line it it comes to just like I shared earlier to to someone my brother in law mm-hmm. after years uh, you, us being faithful and then in god 's time um, them experiencing salvation and um that's that 's what it 's all about because Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff here that distract us and we're busy lives and all that stuff, but I mean, God is just continuing to push on our hearts, you know, make the main thing, the main thing, and that's, that's what we want to do. All right, let's pray. Father God, we thank you, uh, for your amazing love and grace. Thank you for this opportunity, uh, just to, to see and be, um, reminded, uh, through Annabeth. uh. Lord, that, yes, there's cost involved, um, and you, you tell us to count the cost, and, and yet there's such a beautiful gain. God, we want our lives and our church to matter in your kingdom. Our prayer is, you know, Thy will be done, and your kingdom come in just an, a powerful, amazing way as, as we continue to journey with you. Uh, Father, we just um, now pray that, Lord, that you would uh, guide us as we surrender this dialogue and this discussion and responding to to practical ways, God, that you're teaching us. Uh, Guide our groups all for your glory and for our good. And our ongoing prayer is, Lord, today we pray that you would help us to know you better and to love you more. And we make it our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.